Hello, my name is Thesia Ellis, and this is a special edition of this Grandma's Life podcast. And I am not doing my normal introduction because this is something that I'm going that I am videoing for my This Grandma's Life uh, podcast YouTube channel. But I'm also going to do some editing on it and put it on uh, Grandma's Homestead YouTube channel. So it's going to be on like two or three different places here. So uh, I have spoken to you briefly about my interest in talking to you guys about are you ready for the next great depression and i've done some more thinking and talk uh, and uh, research and and um so uh this is the introduction to to the series that i want to do i'm still going to be doing regular podcasts uh on on this grandma's life podcast and i'm also going to continue with my grandma's homestead uh it it's usual stuff too but this is a special edition is going to be part of a special series and uh just because this has been weighing on my mind and my heart for a very long time and so i just want to kind of talk to you this is just the introduction one and to kind of get you prepared to what may be coming up with some of the other things uh, along the line so uh, i guess what i want to start with is part of the reason is part uh i want to give you a little bit of background of why i became what is considered a prepper in the first place i'm not a true prepper i don't have like the beans bullets and band-aids or anything like that i do i do keep a a, a pretty stocked pan, pantry i try to keep animals that uh on the farm that i can uh, uh that will reproduce and provide food for me and stuff but as far as having a whole bunch of medical stuff i don't have i just i, I don't have all the mylar bags full of food and everything like that but i still consider myself a prepper in some form and uh, part of the reason was there, there's been several reasons but i guess the catalyst was is when my husband first got sick several years ago with depression we had gotten down to mystery meat in the bottom of the freezer and as i had already been a single mom previous to that i and and struggling to make ends meet on many occasions i already knew what i needed to do to keep food on on the table between paydays essentially and and uh, i had started slacking because i was was married to tom and and uh, when he got sick and uh, i wasn't prepared but i i learned how to become prepared so that's kind of a short version of why i became a pre uh, uh, a prepper in the first place and then over time I expanded into homesteading. Uh, I this is land that we inherited from my husband's father. Uh, it's not great land. I love it out here. Don't get me wrong, but it is reclaimed coal pits. It's hard to grow things in it. It's uh, not. There's not a lot of topsoil. Basically, they strip mine for coal here, and then just basically bulldoze it over. And you know, and every once in a while, a big old pipe will heave up out of the ground. You know, after a pretty good rain or something, and and uh, rocks, and you know, it's just uh, we find car parts sometimes or truck parts and stuff. So it, you know, it's just not a wonderful place. But it was, it it was what I could start working on to become a homesteader for myself. Uh, that's This has been a rocky path too. We lived in a camper for years and now I'm living in a trailer house that I'm trying to make into a home. But uh, I, I became a homesteader because this, this well, for one thing, this land had my name on it and I could make something of it. I, you know, you're always told that any any piece of land that you can get to work for, to work for you, that's what you need to do. And that's what I had decided I'm going to do. I was going to try to make this land work for me. Plus, 
I knew that I was not going to have uh, the the ability to invest in a whole bunch of, you know, uh, bullets and band-aids and mylar bags and all that other stuff. So I needed to figure out a way to um, feed us in between times. So that's basically why I became a homesteader in a, in a lot of ways too. Uh, a, a little bit of a historic view of homesteading and prepping. If you think about it, I mean, I was kind of looking into it. 40 years ago, there was no Wikipedia. There was no Google. There, and, it, and it says there was no Costco. Well, that in a lot of ways, there were no real grocery stores that you could even go to. Well, no, 40 years ago, there was uh, there were grocery stores because I'm 61. I'm, we went to groceries and stores and stuff. But uh, so never mind. <laughs> but there was no GPS. There's no globe, global positioning system. So you can't. Uh, there's a lot of things you can't do without the global positioning system. There's no Internet. And there were no smartphones. And think about all the stuff that we rely on now to the, for that. A hundred years ago, there were no fridges. There were no microwave ovens. There was no penicillin. They hadn't even discovered uh, how to do penicillin yet to help people get over pretty nasty infections. There were no talkie movies, which means like the the sound and the video wasn't together. And what they did is they just had people miming pantomiming things with music in the background and writing underneath it so you could kind of figure out what was going on in it so ah, you think about it, that's kind of interesting too women were fighting for the right to vote 100 years ago um they did have vehicles uh cars that ran on gas but it was kind of interesting you didn't there were no basic uh gas stations or there were very few and what you do it did to buy your gas is you went to the pharmacy and bought a can of, of fuel for your car. I thought that was interesting when I was looking into that. And another thing that I had seen is 100 years ago, the people rationed their own food. When they went to the store, they bought less so they could make more or it would so it would provide more food for the soldiers who were fighting on World War, World War One. So uh, I just kind of want to give you a little bit of uh, just a little bit of snippet of history of what we've been through in the last 100 years how far we've come and stuff and and you go well why are you talking about the next great depression well because just because we've come a long way doesn't mean that we can't have some major shortages and have some uh, major difficulties in our lives that we need to prepare we if we don't want to have our head in the sand and and not be a, at least somewhat prepared to do the best we can to feed our families as as we go through life because you know what why do i believe that we need to be preparing for the next great depression well okay think about the global or the the current political and global atmosphere right now oh my gosh okay so they don't even talk about uh a lot of times the the civil wars in in africa they don't talk about you know different well poland's going through something right now and well, ukraine's been going on for a while and uh, there's been issues even in europe whenever they had brexit and everything and now there's now we've got the israel thing going and there's so much more that i've never even paid attention to and i'm not even going to bring up because i just i just don't know but if you think if you think about it what's even going on in our own country is is I want to say frightening, but it's not frightening. It, it just, it, uh, I'm not frightened because I'm concerned. I am concerned. I, 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 
am frequently amazed at some of the stu stupid stuff that we as a country are doing on so many levels. And so I can't trust anyone else to feed my family. I not I can't trust the government. I can't trust the church. And it's not that the church or anybody's bad on anything like that, but they're going to have their own problems. You have to take care of yourself. You have to do what you need to do to take care of yourself. And uh, so um, another reason I had gone into homesteading, too, is when you get to thinking about what the last Great Depression was, I mean, there was a mixture of the of the dust bowl. Oh, my gosh. When I was looking into that, you know, the 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 dust storms were tremendous and terrible, terrible, terrible. And uh, and I'll be perfectly honest, the way we do agriculture now, it's not out of the realm to consider that we might start having that kind of thing again, because I, I don't know how the what how the wind is where you are. But in the spring and summer, well, certainly the spring and it, the wind is terrible here i mean it's it's very high and very strong so i'm i can't overlook the fact that we might have another dust bowl so we have to think about that too um the last great depression lasted 10 years 10 years think about how long if you even if you consider yourself a prepper how long will your dehydrated food last while you're eating it i know it lasts for 25 years i, I understand that how but are you going to try to stock up a whole bunch of dehydrated food and try to convince your family this is the best thing in the world to eat for 10 years? I don't know. So I don't, and this is the saying I'm selling for, from somebody else's, you know, I don't believe that if we go into another Great Depression, it's going to be a repeat of history, but it could rhyme in a variety of ways. So, uh... I was listening to Toolman Tim for his, he's got uh, Toolman Tim uh, uh, talk radio. Uh, he's got a podcast, but that's what he calls his channel. And he likes to go back and do some history of prepping. And he likes to go back into the 60s and 70s or whatever and read some of this stuff. And one of the things he said the other day that I thought was pretty profound is, you know, in the 70s, they thought that they were that they were preppers because they thought things were going to go bad politically and all that other stuff too. So we may never. And if you think about it, when you go to church, a lot of people, oh, well, what's going on today means that Jesus is coming soon. Well, he's not back yet, guys. Okay, I believe Jesus is going to come back. I believe that there there's definitely going to be some days of a day of reckoning. But he's not back yet. We are here. We are alive, and we've got families to take care of. So, like I said, history may re not repeat itself, but it could possibly rhyme. Um, do I believe that this is going to be like an apocalyptic thing or are we going to go back into the dark ages? No, I really don't. I mean, even if we have a complete and total collapse of our government and the food situation uh, goes to basically the worst it could ever be. I think there are too many of us in the United States that are old enough and have been trained enough to take care of ourselves. <sighs> I lament for the people who live on government subsidies and these college kids that that, that believe that people are going to take care of them for the rest of their lives and stuff. There's going to, there, there could if we have a pretty major collapse, we could have a lot of deaths. But I really still believe that we are still America. We are still able to take care of ourselves. There are enough of us that we're not going to have a complete and total collapse. We're going to, you know. If the electricity goes down, somebody will figure out how to turn it back on. If the uh, food chain completely collapsed, somebody will figure out how to do it. We are smart people. We are, we, 
it, it, no matter what you hear on the television, whatever, and, and radio and all that other stuff, we are Americans. We are resilient and we're smart and we can do, we can get through this. But the more you prepare for the possibility, the better off you'll be if it does happen. Governments collapsed all the time. Is ours next? I don't know. I, uh, I, and I'm not even going to speculate if it is or not. So, uh, and the other governments that collapse, they, they keep going. Everybody, everything keeps going. Um, even if there's not a great, another great depression, what are you doing to prepare for your own SHTF and where stuff hits the fan? You know, is there job loss? Is there major job loss and, and your income gets dramatically cut? Is somebody going to come down with cancer in your family and you've got all those things? My ex-husband is right now sitting in a hospital waiting for a new heart. And uh, he, I, mean, I, have, I, I can't imagine what their hospital bills are going to be right after that, uh, uh, even now. Because I don't know how long he's been in the hospital, but it's been a while. And uh, he cannot, he's on some sort of pump and he can't leave the hospital until he either gets another a new heart or there's another thing that they may have to put him on. Uh, I can't remember what it's called right now, but the medical bills have got to be just outrageous for something like that. And I'm sure they plan for it and they're doing the best they can with it and everything, but that's still, that's a lot. It really is. So, I mean, and even if you're happily married now and stuff like, you know, whatever, you know, what if there is a divorce? What if your spouse dies? Is What is your SHTF situation and what have you done to help get you through it? I've lived long enough and not prepared for things that, in cases of divorce or something like that, I've, I've been caught flat-footed and I have paid the price and I, and I am trying to, I think what I'm trying to tell you is I want you to not be caught flat-footed. Don't be caught flat-footed or whatever the situation is, whether it is the next Great Depression or just your own personal catastrophe, you know, be prepared. And I'm not trying to do fear-mongering here either, you know, okay, maybe we will go into the Great Depression. Maybe we won't. But if you get prepared, and, and to the best of your ability, what's it going to hurt? You know, uh, is it going to be money that you should have spent somewhere else? Probably not, you know. So um, this series is going to be different ways to help you prepare prepare for your, uh, if there is another Great Depression. There are some things, like especially if you're in your city, you're not going to be able to do this. But I'm still going to put the information out there and to help you to try to help you work your own way through it, to help you try to figure out what you can do and uh, do that, what you can with it. Um, that, that is the, um, what I wanted to talk to you about. These are not going to come out regularly. Well, I'm going to try to make them regularly, but there's going to be a lot of work and research and stuff in behind. I've already got a lot of uh, breakdown of the different episodes that I want to do for it. This was just an introduction. I'm going to do a Are You Ready for the Next Great Depression series. That's all I got for you today. Um, I pray that things are going well for you. And uh, I will see you next time. And like I said, this is going to go out on uh, this Grandma's Life podcast, both audio and video. And I believe I'm going to do some, I'm trying to do some little bit of editing and uh, do some for, for uh, Grandma's Homestead uh, YouTube channel too. So I want to get the message out for you guys. I want you guys to to uh, be proactive in your lives on taking care of yourselves. All right. God bless, guys. I'll see you next time.